And now the starting lineup for your daily dribble. He goes fat lamb harder in the paint each and every week. Go ahead and give up for Liam Hancock. He's got a 98% laugh rate. Easily the most humble member of this lineup. And he's not too bad on the eye either. It's Roe Hancock. And as always, he calls the shots and he hits the shots. A man affectionately referred to as Diesel, your host, Nick Zamet. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. As always, joined by none other than Lee. Hello, hello, Liam here. And Roy. Yeah, hi, guys. Ball's back. Ball is back, fellas. How are we? Pumped up? Yeah, you got to be. Four months, it's been a long four months, but finally some ball to start watching. It's electric, isn't it? Mm. And it's it's kind of good for us here the way the uh, the games are like the times that they're on it. They're, yeah. they're pretty early in the morning for us, but we still get to uh, you know over brackey before work or whatever. We get to tune into a bit of ball. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It's yeah. good. It's so hence we've got a big episode in store today. Uh, as always, we'll go through a couple of quick odds and ends. Then we're going to do a bit of a recap of the opening two days' worth of games, uh, go through some of the noticeable takeaways, some of the larger box scores. Should be uh, good to talk about real proper bowl again. Uh, we'll then have the uh, triumphant return of B-Rider Goodnight, fellas. Jeez, here we go. Huge stuff, a big punishment in store for next week. Mm, uh, part of me has missed this segment, and part of me has loved having a few months off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. The kind of look on Lee's face looks like he's seen a ghost, so he's uh, <laughs> you're no doubt eagerly anticipating it, aren't you, Lee? Yeah, I'm excited. Good stuff. And then we have Entertainment Weekly once again, so another big show, fellas. Uh, as always, a big thank you for all your support during the week, guys, on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. All can be found at The Daily Dribble. And thank you for continuing to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we love to see it and keep it coming. Let's Odds do it. Ends. Odds and ends. You start us off, Nick. Okay. So a guy who kind of, he brings a lot of kind of various opinions with him. Kyrie Irving. Mm. You either love him, you hate him. Um, but you can't deny at the minute he's doing incredible things mm. in terms of uh, supporting the women's game. Mm. Uh, he, he has donated during the week $1.5 million to WNBA players who have decided to sit out on this season mm. uh, due to whether it be coronavirus-related health issues or uh, Black Lives Matter movements. Uh, $1.5 million, that's a, uh, that's a lot That's a lot of money. So good on, on him there. And it's kind of just one of those things. A lot of people um, kind of say things, but actions really do speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's great to see Kyrie kind of backing up what he's saying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said, like people, people he's either at one end of the spectrum or, or the other end um, when it comes to being popular in the NBA community. But... You know, regardless of what you think of him, this is a you know amazing contribution that he's been able to provide. Just quickly on the WNBA, is that being played in Orlando as well? It is, yeah, yeah down okay. in down in Florida there, mm. um, which is good. It's all going well mm. so far. Good. Although, did you guys see the other day the um, the social media storm uh, that kind of came about the other day? Uh, Andre Iguodala tweeted, "Number twenty three from the Mystics is nice." <laughs> now, oh, that being aerial powers of the Mystics. Mm. Uh, Kind of fired back saying, put some respect on my name or keep mm. your you know, comments to yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, and this has kind of sparked a bit of, like, kind of, I guess, debate on how um, people are addressed. Mm. And mm. it kind of, I think a lot of people see this as condescending from Iguodala. Mm. Um, but it's kind of brought, yeah, a lot of, a lot of wide um, criticism to him. Because he addressed her by um, her, her number. number. I don't yeah. think his intention was... 
harm that harmful. No, I 100% agree. Mm. I 100% agree, but... Um... It's like you could compare that to the other day. I think KD tweeted out number 14 is going somewhere or something like that, um, yeah. re- addressing um, Brandon Ingram. And obviously there was no harmful intent there. Yeah, uh, and I, I think the issue being, from what Ariel Powers has said, since um, she's sick of the WNBA being marginalised. Mm, okay. um, now, this I don't want to get into this too much because no. this can bring a lot of heat, but... Um, yeah, like, how, how do you feel on this, fellas? Just quickly, do you feel Iggy's in the wrong here? I don't think he's in the wrong. Um, I guess it, it's it's because difficult, isn't like, it? If, yeah. if he wanted to know her name, he could have just simply looked it up real quickly. He could have, um, but when you're making tweets, you don't do too much research behind it. That's the thing. And I think if we were in Andre Iguodala's shoes, we probably would have, you know, made the, made the same tweet because at the end of the day, and this isn't being disrespectful at all, but... Uh, WNBA players aren't as well well known and publicised as NBA players, so you can't just you can't just see them, you know, and automatically know who they are. Um, maybe because and that's just the facts, isn't it? Like that's just no, facts. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you want to look at it. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think this is being blown well out of proportion. Mm. Um, Has a lot of things to do in twenty twenty. Indeed, isn't that the truth, Lee? That is the truth. Uh, we'll move on there. I'll go. Yeah, take um, away. Eric Gordon, unfortunately, is um, going to miss two weeks with a with a left ankle injury, and I think this one's going to hurt the Rockets a lot. Suffered in their scrimmage against the Celtics earlier this week. Yeah. It's a huge blow, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, yeah, they are so heavily reliant on um, Gordon, as well as Harden, Westbrook, Tucker, but he's he plays a crucial role in the team, mm. and he's kind of sometimes forgotten about to a certain extent because he doesn't have the huge box scores or things like that but yeah he does play a vital role mm. he's the guy who keeps the scoreboard ticking over when Harden and Westbrook aren't performing or aren't on the court um, what so about Austin Rivers don't get me started on Austin <laughs> didn't play too bad today but yeah but I those, agree. he's gone at 14 and a half points um, this year and yeah that's the thing hey if Harden mm. or Westbrook aren't filling up the box score you need other contributors mm. and he's he's done that for the last few years how long is he out for sorry uh, so... looking at Probably two weeks two or so. Weeks. Oh, not the end of the world. Still, not so, great. Yeah. Um, on the other side of things, though, on a, uh, a bit of a comeback, Andre Robertson, mm, after being away good. for 909 days, 30 months of rehab and recovery uh, for his injured knee that just kept kind of mm. recurring yeah. and other issues arising with that, it's great to see him back. He's and back. a huge piece for the Thunder on the defensive end. Mm. It's great to see as well in the scrimmages earlier in the week. He knocked down a couple of threes as well. Yeah, I saw so, that, yeah. Um, it's good to have him back, and what a story, I guess. Well, I guess we forget that before he got injured, he was a vital cog in that Thunder lineup um, from a defensive perspective, obviously not so much on the offensive end. But, yeah, nice to have him back after so long, and, you know, I reckon he'll be a pretty handy handy cog um, in the playoff run. What a Cinderella story it would be, wouldn't it, if they could, uh, the Thunder could somehow, as we spoke about in our episode last week, I think most of us had them in the Dark Horses. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. If they could somehow shock the world, imagine that, Robertson, 909 days away, comes back, gets that chip. Mm, that'll be. Oh. I tell you what, they'll make that into a movie. It'd be a better <laughs> OKC movie than a KD and Thunderstruck. Oh, yeah, that's Wait, Thunderstruck? Yeah, yeah. Like you seen that, Lee? I liked it when I was younger. But yeah, you, you watch it back when you're an adult and you go, mm, probably not one of the better ones out there. <laughs> It's a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a weird one, but I'll, I'll go on. Yeah, um, according to the the trusty source, and he is he is trustworthy of um Brian Windhorse. He um he says that the Heat might not extend Bam out of bio in the off season to um keep cap space for maybe players like a Giannis or other other free agents. Did you yes. see that potentially mm. a Vic Oladipo name mm. floating around a bit linked mm. to Miami? But yeah, I did see this. Um, be a big big one to let go of. It's it's interesting because I think from what I've heard there, like. 
in talks with Bam, they've kind of assured him that he is going to get paid. Mm, yeah. um, but for a bloke who was barely a starter last year, into he made the All Star game this year, but I think it's probably a good move for them mm, mm. to hold off yeah. um, and target a, a big name. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a hard one because I'm, I'm sure they've assured Bam that he will be getting paid. Mm. It's just a matter of waiting that little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I tell you what, this Heat team would be dangerous if they got another big marquee name, wouldn't they? What if they got Giannis? What would what would their their run in the regular season look like? Uh, the talent they possess would be interesting to see what was mm. given up. Yeah. Yeah. Which pieces would they lose? Probably a few of their younger, yeah, young, younger cogs. Yeah. Um, um, but you add Giannis, and you're instantly a championship contender. So it probably wouldn't matter in the grand scheme of things. About to probably be crowned back to back MVP. Put him alongside Butler. Mm. Um, some of these other young stars. That's uh, mm. I'd say they're automatically favourites in the East. Yeah. Imagine that. And then what would happen on the other end um, for the Bucks? Would they turn into like a Toronto? Because like we didn't expect much from Toronto when Kawhi left. What would what would they be looking like? Hypothetically, I still think they'd be pretty handy. They've got a few. They don't have any superstars apart from Giannis. Mm. Chris Middleton's a really nice player, but he's not a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Um, But who knows? Still been there. I reckon if Chris Middleton, I reckon they could still push for home court. Depending on what they got back. Yeah, Yeah. true. Yeah, the thing is with Milwaukee, it's not really a destination place, is it? Like no. Miami, people want to go there. Mm. Um, or even just... Milwaukee, I don't even know. <laughs> In Wisconsin. Is it? Oh, okay. So... that? <laughs> I'm <kidding>. <laughs> Geography <laughs> time. Um, but no, it's... So, yeah, it's, it's kind of... At the minute, they've just got to hold on to Giannis um, yeah. because it will be hard to lure another big name there. So, yeah, time will tell, but Miami, it, it's... Uh, things are happening down there. Pat mm. Riley making things happen. As he tends to do. Indeed. Fellas, is that it for odds and ends? Yeah, that's it. Good. I want to move on. Mm. I really want to move on and talk about these opening couple of days mm. of games. We'll start with opening day. Oh, can I just say, like you said last week, I didn't really... I was, of course, excited, but it didn't fully kick in until that first game. Or mm. for me, it was the Lakers game because I wasn't hopping up early. But yeah, and it just kicked in. And I was like, the opening tip and like them linking arms. I was like, we're back. Bowl is back. It's huge stuff. Um, couldn't have asked for two better games. No. So the first no. game was the early tip. The Jazz and Pelicans. The Jazz winning 106 to 104. It was an interesting game. So Utah took an early control. Uh, before the Pels really, you know, stamped their authority, they went up by as much as 16 late into the second. Mm. Still had that lead in the third and fourth, and it wasn't until the last couple of minutes that they uh, kind of gave it up. Mm. Rudy Gobert, the guy who kind of has kind of come full circle, <laughs> uh, the bloke who started the shutdown, was the man who hit two clutch free throws with seven seconds to go to put put the Jazz in front. Not only that, but he also started it. He scored the first bucket, yeah. ended it and started it, yeah. Love that from him. Um, and yeah, Ingram had a chance with a three uh, to win it. Got yeah. a good look, but no good. Yeah, um, but yeah, a couple of couple of big box scores in this one, wasn't there, Roy? There was. They needed someone to stand out with Bogdanovich out, um, and a few players did. Jordan Clarkson, namely, he had 23 points. Um, and also Mike Conley added 20 points, which is a bit higher than his um, season average so far. Um, but yeah, the, the Jazz got the job done in the end and they'll need to keep finishing these games um, if they're to make any sort of real impact in the playoffs. How much of an asset is a player like Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, so I love him. The, the top six, the, the five starters as well as Clarkson, they all had over 10 points, which is, is really good to see from a mm. just sharing the load around. But Clarkson with 23 off the bench, he only went one of eight from three, but eight of 17 from the field yeah. going six of seven from the free throw line. As, as so vital when we've spoke about Dennis Schroeder, mm. 
and like Lou Williams players like that having this bright spark off the bench. Mm. I tell you what, he's a guy who can do some damage, isn't he? When second units are on, he can really just light them up. He can tear games apart. Well, as I said, he got 23, only one of eight from mm. three. He had another, mm. you know, three or two on that. He's up to nearly 30 points. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, likewise with the Pelicans, two points in it, so they were, they probably deserved to win for the better part mm. of the game. Um, Brandon Ingram going for 23 points, eight rebounds. Uh, Zion, 13 points, but he only played the 15 minutes on a restriction there, you'd say, from that coming was, back. That was the main talking point from the media after the game, wasn't it? The 15 minutes. Yeah. At least I saw that was like mm. the whole game. When you're much. trying to make the playoffs um, and you've already brought him back, um, I think he... Like, I can understand why he's on restricted minutes after coming back from an injury like that, but 15 minutes, it doesn't give you a heap of time to, to make a huge impact on the game. Uh, I think it was more based on the uh, coronavirus being away and coming back in. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, because right. I heard like the the doctors in the bubble like said these are your set minutes. Yeah, mm. like it wasn't anything to do really with the coach or anything. But... Oh, okay. But nevertheless, if you had him for another five, ten, fifteen minutes, mm. what I noticed though, so Zion's been he's such a formidable formidable force in the paint. Mm. He only had one free throw attempt, mm. um, which a bloke like this. With his weight and body, he should be, you know, feasting in there. Yeah, um, should be. It was good to see, though. I, well, just quickly on Zion's do I think him and Lonzo didn't get the job done, but I think they're probably one of the most exciting duos in the league. Mm. And I know I'm, you're a big fan of the money yeah, league. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so... Can I also just say, like, the Pelicans lost, but coming into this game and losing by, what was it, two points, I think they definitely proved themselves as a very strong contender for that eight. They're going to be pushing shit uphill now, though, aren't they? Yeah, that's a, that that's a, hurts. It's a big blow. Um, it hurts, but it was to Utah, which was, what are they, they're fourth in the... Yeah, they've, they've, uh, the Jazz are currently in fourth, yep. Yeah, so I, I think it was a heavy loss for them, but like I said, I think they've proved um, that how, how hard they're going to be going. It's just disappointing because they had, bar that first probably 11 minutes, they had control mm. of so much of the game, and it mm. wasn't until um, that with like four minutes to go that they actually went down. They, like, they had their chances, had their chances, um, but, yeah, couldn't get it done. And Rudy Gobert coming through in the clutch. That'll put him on side for a lot of uh, Utah fans and obviously his teammates as well after their chemistry was disrupted a bit after the whole coronavirus situation. Now, I, I spoke about um, how I wasn't as high on the Jazz. Mm. Has, how's this kind of game, has it changed your opinion of them at all? Well, I think last week I was mentioning that I don't want to write Utah off completely, mm. um, hence why I think I put them in the dark horse section. Um, I think I think they can do some sort of damage in the playoffs, but I think once they come up against some of these legitimate contenders, and I'm talking the Lakers and the Clippers and the Nuggets, um, they might get found out pretty quickly. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, I'm... They worry me a little bit because I just spoke about how good their starting five was in Clarkson. But after that, you had Tony Bradley, four points. Um, George's Niang, zero. Mm. Emmanuel Moutier, zero. And that was their whole rotation. They only played nine players. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, if they get an injury or two, they could be in strife. Uh, I don't anticipate... Yeah, I, I just don't know. I just can't really get behind them enough. Yeah, and that's I'm funny not... because I had them as my number one seed mm. for the season predicted. Um, I'm not too high on them either. I just want to add... I don't know. Yeah. There's just something about them. It's just not quite. Look in their eye. It was good to see no, uh, you know, didn't see any tension between Rudy or mm. Mitchell. Though. None practically. Hopefully they put that behind them, you'd hope. For the Pelicans, though. So it was a rough start. So, uh, not Zion, Lonzo, should I say, four points, six rebounds, seven assists, two of 13 from the field and zero of four from three. Yeah. Um, it was 
bit of a rough day out for him, mm. and they really need. Like, same with Derek Favors, only two points. Mm. Um, they really so much was reliant on Ingram Holiday. Mm. Uh, Reddick actually went alright in this game too, but yeah, not whereas, enough. In, evidently, well, that's the difference. Hey, as I said, the Jazz, their top six players all had over ten points, um, whereas you know only three out of the five starters were able to get over that mark. Lonzo yeah. can't continue to keep having these kind of games. Uh, like, he's shown glimpses of improvement this year, but I think more often than not, I've seen him fall short, particularly on the offensive end. He, he rarely scores enough points for that team, and he needs to start doing doing more if they're going to be, you know, a threatening team going forward. Needs to be a 12-plus player in my eyes. Yeah. Four points is nowhere near enough. I know he had six rebounds, seven assists, but you know, from an offensive scoring side of things, he's got to take that next step. And it's yeah, I think he, he has really made strides this year. But as you said, mm. he he just needs to lock down on that consistency at the minute. Yeah, two for thirteen from the field is not going to get the job done. Let's go on to that big game. Mate. Yeah, the big game. I can see the uh, the shine in your eye yeah, there, Lee. Got you got up. up got up to watch this one. I did. Well, it was at eleven, and that's. I got up at 11 and watched it, actually, but yeah. A big stretch to get out at that time, isn't it? It was. It's an early like, morning, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> but yeah, huge game there. And again, it was kind of the Lake, well, that one team who jumped out of the gates early, this time being the Lakers. Mm. Um, and they really kind of looked dominant until about midway through the second quarter. Then the Clippers started to rally and kind of asserted themselves in that third, took a nice lead. Um, but in the fourth, the Lakers built that lead again. And then down the stretch, it really... What was it? I think you put a message in our kind of chat lane and said it was one of the craziest last no, couple of minutes you've so seen heated. in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so the big, I guess, a couple of big um, box scores as well in this one. Uh, we had Paul George who dropped thirty points. Mm. Uh, he did a hell of a job from three, six of eleven from three. Um, not to go with five rebounds, three assists. Kawhi three Leonard, skills. yeah. Mm. Uh, Kawhi Leonard with twenty-eight points, three rebounds, four assists. And it was kind of just those two on the bulk of the points. Mm. Uh, Reggie Jackson with 10, Pat Bev with 12, mm. um, but no one else crossed that 10-point mark. While we're on that, can I just say, I think this time off may have benefited Paul George the most out of yeah. any of the players in the in the league with that shoulder injury uh, recovering fully. He looked good, didn't he? He did. And he I don't really know good. if he can get up to the same, um, the same I don't know, skill level as when he was at um, Indiana, but he could get close to it. I tell you what, if he does... They're, uh, they're going to be hard to stop. And I think we kind of have all slept a little bit on mm. Paul George just because yeah. he has been mm. injured and struggled a bit. And plus now he's the number two. Yeah. Although you could argue he was the kind of 1A, 1, yeah, 1A in OKC, but yeah. now he's like the legit number two. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. This rest has certainly helped him. But yeah, his stroke looks good. The form looks really good. Mm. Uh, on the Lakers side of things, LeBron, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. AD had a monster game, 34 mm. points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, uh, dropping in 16 of 17 free throws. Can and I just say, that is bad on the end of the Clippers. He had 13 attempts from the line at the half, and like you said, he slotted 16 from 17 at the end. It makes a difference, doesn't it? You can't be letting AD get to the line that much. Well, that's the thing. They had 37 free throw attempts, making 28, mm. whereas whereas the Clippers only had 28 attempts. Yeah. And like in a two-point game, free throws really do make the difference. Yeah. Um, Dion Waiters, 11 points off the bench. Good to see him in a uh, proper game again. Mm. I guess so. So what really stood out to me was the, uh, the three-point percentage from the Lakers. What uh, was it in the end? So they went 11 of 36, so 30.6%. Mm. And it was a lot worse than this before going into the fourth quarter. Mm. Uh, it helped in that quarter to boost it. But they, they really struggled. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was kind of the only bright spark from three. Yeah. He went four of seven. 
which, yeah, it's um, they've really got to kind of lock down and make make more shots from there because mm, yeah. it is if the they're going to be winning and losing. Up. Well, exactly. Um, what uh, what stood out to me though is how much of a crucial role Kuzma will play. Mm. Uh, he's kind of I guess that third cog yeah. with AD and LeBron mm. at the helm, especially if he's coming off the bench. We just spoke yeah. about how uh, Jordan Clarkson. Mm. Yeah. Kuzma can be that same player. Well, that's. Um, I had a question here. Like LeBron and AD are defined as the two superstars on that team. If there was to be a third potential third, who would it be? Do you reckon it'd be Kuz? I think it has to be Kuz. Yeah. Um, what, would you have said? Kuz? I would have said Kuz. Yeah. For you, Rod? It has to be Kuz. Um, he's a guy who, and there's not many guys who can actually do this. Come off the bench and drop twenty plus, um, quite regularly. Um. Yeah, if they're gonna if they're going to be the legitimate championship contenders, I think Kuz has to have a big impact because at the end of the day, Anthony Davis and LeBron James is as huge of a superstars as those guys are. Um, they do need help from a scoring point of view, and Kyle Kuzma is the next option. It was a crazy ending, as we said. Mm. Uh, Paul George hit that massive three, thirty seconds to go. Oh, sorry, twenty eight seconds to go. Um, two seconds is huge in mm. NBA, though, yeah. isn't it? But uh, yeah, kind of tied the game there. Then LeBron uh, ran the floor, tossed up a floater, no good, off the iron, got the rebound, all five Clippers players around him, still and he it. still still gets in the tip. Mm-hmm. How cool is the like image of all five players just around Clippers players around LeBron? Is that the photo I used on our story? I think it was. Might well have been. Mm. Check it out if you haven't. The Daily Dribble 23, I want to say. Good stuff. That's on the money, Lee. Um, some quality defense there on the end um, made sure that Paul George's last attempt shot was no good. Mm. But I tell you what, when push comes to shove, still, is there any other bloke you want but LeBron? No, no. Like he's... Well, with the exception of maybe Giannis, I mm. think. But I Even think... in the clutch, I'd rather have LeBron. I would too. Mm. I, I, I don't know mm. if I would have Giannis. He's got the skill set and the experience, so I'd, I'd back LeBron. And as much as a force as Giannis is, especially in the paint and with a full of, head full of steam, LeBron is as well, yeah. but he's, yeah, I'd true. back him from three more as well. Mm. That can I just say that defensive play at the end from LeBron kind of um, symbolised not only not only the Lakers' defense the whole game but the Clippers as well. That both the teams' defense was insane. Probably some of the best defense I've seen all year. Yeah, we've spoken a lot about um, I guess the Lakers mm. and well done to them on winning. Clippers lost by two, mm. but they were without two key cogs: yeah. Lou mm. Williams, Montrez Harrell. True, they're a scary proposition, mm. I think, for any team and. As you know, pleased as I am as a Lakers fan about this win, I'm kind of probably more worried that the Clippers were able to. They just about yeah, stole close. this win yeah. without those two two key cogs. And mm. the way that Paul George is playing, I I really yeah I don't know who I'd pick in a series. Um, I think I'd have to flip a coin at this stage. Yeah, yeah. But then you think about the the guys that the Lakers had out as well. Got Rondo out. Um, who else? Bradley was there? out. Bradley. So they both got key players out. But yeah, you're right. The fact that they could get within two and have a six-man-of-the-year contender and all well, two six-man-of-the-year sort yeah. of contenders um, really out. It's pretty pretty damning, really. Uh, so we'll move ahead. So today's games, what we'll do, I'll just rip through uh, the results and then I'll just go into a couple of takeaways and we'll talk mm. about them. So in the opening game, the Magic won against the Nets, 128 to 118. Mm. Uh, the Grizzlies lost in overtime to the Blazers, Amazing 135 game. to 140. Mm. Uh, the Suns got up over the Wizards, 125 to 112. The Bucks handled the Celtics, 119 to 112. The Spurs overcame the Kings, 129 to 120. And in another overtime thriller, the Rockets got up 153 to 149. 
Okay. Now, what ones did we watch? Because I watched Bucks, Celtics, and Rockets, Mavs. And I watched Portland Grizzlies, and that was a phenomenal game. I just want to say, looking at these scores, that is absolutely ridiculous if you look at some of these scores posted. <laughs> they forgot like, how to play defense. The lowest period. any team scored today was 112 points. The max made 153. Yep. Yep. That's ridiculous, it, yeah. That's ridiculous, isn't it? That's ridiculous. It is. I saw, speaking on that, um, the halftime um, score for the for the Rockets-Mavs game was the highest halftime score it's been this season. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it was 160. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. half. Yep. Yeah. That's nuts, isn't Massive. it? Massive. That's... Um, a huge game from James Harden, and that one, 49 points. Insane. Paul Zingas, 39. Uh, Luca with a triple-double. Mm. Some massive games here, some massive scores. Um, a couple well, of questions I wanted to okay. ask you guys, and you said how you watched the Bucks and Celtics game. Like, yeah. Kemba was on a minute, minutes restriction. Yeah, he was. Mm. Um, the Bucks were without Bledsoe. Still got the job done. Came down to the stretch, though. Mm. Are the Bucks too good in the East? Like, do you th- We've had today to look at them. Giannis put up a massive stat line as well, 36 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Mm. Are they too good, do you think? Because I, I, the other week, was thinking about having the Celtics above them. Mm. In my, above them. In I wouldn't my... have them above them, but I wouldn't rule them out. I'd say they'd put up a good fight against them. He's legitimately the difference, though. Like you saw in that last minute or two, the big buckets that were made were made by Giannis, and the big plays that were made doing that game were made by him. So I think... As long as the Bucks have Giannis playing at full strength, they're going to be very difficult to beat. What happened to Jason Tatum, though? Jeez, that guy was shooting absolute bricks, two of 18 two from, from 18. the field. And I said I think he would um, overperform, which, honestly, I still think he will. But, yeah, tonight was just um, just not good on his end. Not his night. Not his no. night. It's kind of worrying when you've got Marcus Smart off the bench as your leading scorer. It is, um, yeah. Yeah, Tatum, five points. Mm. And that is, that is the difference, isn't it? Yeah. But the yeah. Bucks, do you think they'll? Do you think anyone can stop them? If it's someone, I think it would be the Celtics. And I think this game could have reflected. Like I think this might be the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Possibly. And I think it was all tied up heading into the last quarter, so they were in it. Um, to the last couple of minutes. Wasn't to the last it? couple of minutes. So they'll, they'll be thereabouts. Can I just say, with two minutes left, Giannis nearly got fouled out. If he did, I think the I think the Celtics would have won. Well, it's been in all games over the last two days. There's been so many fouls, yeah. hasn't there? Yeah, uh, Yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's just people, players trying to get back into the rhythm, the routine? Probably. They're mm. making some sloppy, I think so. Sloppy fouls. Luca also fouled out today in the last yeah. in that overtime game. Harden and Westbrook with like five. So yeah, there's been a lot of um, yeah, fouls. Guys playing are uh, taking jump shots far mm. more than you'd usually see, which yep. I think was probably due to the fact that they're getting back into the swing of things. Probably a bit too eager to close out and they end up clipping them on the arm or something but um, I think that's just due to the fact that they haven't played um, in this you know this competitively for a long while that's it a couple of points on the Kings and Spurs games I wanted to make uh, Darren Fox 39 points 3 rebounds 6 assists yeah huge really good showing from him after coming back from injury the other day and I thought he would be a bit like behind his game with that injury I didn't think he'd get bloody what did he get 39 points mm. that's a big showing that's and massive. that's he only went one of seven from three, um, so he looks like a force. Even yeah. though the Kings lost, I really liked. I really like them when they play quicker. And mm. I spoke about this earlier in the year. W- w- like the lineup they've got, they look a lot better when they're running, pushing the pace. Um, that being said, or sorry, I should I say, I hope they play this way all of next year. Mm. Um, for the Spurs, though, I just love the fact we had Demar Derozan put up twenty-seven points, mm. thirteen field goal attempts. Not one from three. Which is probably wise. I just love the fact that 
he's a player who knows what he's good at and yeah. doesn't kind of sway from this. Mm, uh, yeah, it's funny to see, isn't it, in this day and age, a player put up that many attempts, but none from three. The fact that he's such an effective player from the mid-range, why would you, you know, take shots from beyond the arc when you know that you're, you know, below average when it comes to knocking them down? So, On yeah. the Spurs, though, they've jumped up to 10th now. Uh, they're only half a game behind the Blazers, three games behind the Grizzlies. Have we... We haven't really spoken about them. It's all been about the Pelicans mm. and Blazers. We haven't given them any consideration it's, whatsoever. Yeah, I know. And now well, I think one about of the, it. One of these teams, like a Kings or a Spurs, is going to have to get that... What is it? I think it's the... 12th spot or 11th spot sorry and yeah we have Memphis Portland and um, and Pelicans, uh, Pelicans in it so I think one of them are going to get it probably the Spurs at this rate after that game gee. I didn't say the Spurs are going to get the 11th spot to for that play in I think the fact that we've that LaMarcus Aldridge is out is a huge contributor as to why we haven't been talking them up as much yeah um, he's, he's a big out and at the end of the day they've come up against a team which is sort of similarly placed so but, yeah, we probably have written them off um, quite prematurely, really. Wait, sorry, I was just a little bit lost there, Lee. So you mean the Spurs are a chance to jump up into the ninth? No. Well, the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th team are all playing the playing tournament, right? No. Are they it's not? It's only the 8th and ninth. No, they're 10th and 11th too. I think it's the 8th I th- and 9th. I thought it was it's, if you're within yeah, four games. But four. isn't it the 8th? No, so whoever's in the ninth gets to play against the 8th. Yeah, but still the... the ten- and the 10th and 11th aren't involved. Yeah, they are. They are. I know they are. They are. Hold that thought. So we've just referred back to uh, back to our friends at Google and checked <laughs> just to confirm, just to confirm where we're at. And yeah, it, it is only the eighth and ninth. Um, C two battled it out for that last spot. I'm putting this on Adam Silver's back because this is it's way too confusing. <laughs> or is that just me? It's just so complex. Well, the fact that it's new territory, I think a lot of people are probably trying to get their head around how it's actually going to work. Mm. But yep, that's how it's going to work. Okay, so but just so that... I'll, I'll bring back the question then. So, so just with the eighth mm. and ninth. Um, ninth of Portland, tenth of Spurs. Do you give the Spurs a chance? Oh no, not no. Even after today's display, yeah, it's one game. No, I don't it's, think. How so. many games are they behind? Sorry. Uh, so they're only half a game behind Portland at the minute. Gee. And the way, so it was good to see, as we said, you said, right? Um, mm. we've kind of forgotten about them with Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm. Derek White though stepped up today, twenty six yeah, points, um, eight of fifteen from the field, four of nine from three. I don't know. There's just something about them. They've got that uh, that streak. I think they're. I think they're a chance. The yeah. win is too fresh in your mind. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I mean, brainwashed by them putting up 129 points. And maybe, maybe based off the fact that they've got one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best coach, um, and they've had a long history of winning games. We kind of think that they might be there or thereabouts. But I think at the end of the day, Paul, I, I still, I'm still backing Portland um, to make that final spot. And t- today's game sort of. Cemented it. Yeah, it sort of did. But it tightens things up, doesn't it? It does. Even, yeah. oh, Phoenix are just about gone. But yeah. although I said mm. that we said that about the Spurs, but they got to win today. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Spurs got to win. It's really tight in that battle, isn't it? It's mm. really exciting. Mm. Um, it is. And with that win, should I say for the Rockets today, they now jump OKC um, mm. temporarily, yeah. or till tomorrow potentially. Did we want to talk about that game real quick? Yeah, the Rockets, uh, Rockets, Mavs game. Yeah, unbelievable. Harden, so Harden put up. 49, and with Westbrook, it was a combined 80, which is... Nine rebounds, eight assists yeah. as well. And I think, rebounds, I think Westbrook, Westbrook, yeah. So it was just an insane game for the both of them. And I said Lonzo Bolenzine was were my favourite duo. Probably Harden and Westbrook after this game. They're just so electric to watch. Well, there was 84 points put up in the first quarter. Harden had 23 <laughs> at the quarter. Mm, I, I said, um, I put a message in our group chat saying he's, he's going to potentially have a crack at Kobe's 81, um, 81 there. Mm, but... Uh, mm. 
cooled off slightly, but still 49 points. For a first game back. A huge Porzingis on the other side had 39 points, 16 rebounds. Mm. Great stuff from the big man there. Luca with 28 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Triple-double, first game back. What a crazy game. And this was a game, again, the Rockets um, were dominant the first quarter for most of it. Then the Mavs really took control throughout the second, third, mm-hmm. and the fourth. It wasn't until the last, I guess the last play, pretty much, yep, um, yep. that they they got their chance. And it was uh, Robert. Robert. Yeah, what did I say? Robert. <laughs> Robert. Rob Cove. Rob Cove. Robert Covington with the... Uh, the tipping off the uh, missed free throw from Harden. Let me yeah. just ask: Do you think that missed free throw was intentional? Looked like it was. But, he was trying to. He looked like he's trying to make it. It's not mm. like when you see an intentional miss. Yeah, it was just like of... bang it off the um, rim. Yeah. No, he wasn't trying to miss that one. <sighs> As sure. a well executed, maybe it was a decoy, making them think that he's going to make yeah. it, and just. Uh... Yeah, true. But then they were they took over in that OT period, um, and yeah, got the, the win. But the offensive rebounds from the Mavs really near that that could have been the end of them because it was 13 to 7 I think early in the game it was more prominent but yeah they that small ball lineup hurts them in that aspect and that's that's what I'm worried about with this team for as good as they were today came through with the win when push comes to shove against some of these bigger teams I think they will struggle mm-hmm. um, to be yeah. fair like like I said when we are talking about the small ball, small ball lineup at the start um, the, the steals as in the Houston Rockets steals do combat the um, offensive rebounds for the other team. Houston got 12 today and um, Mavs got seven. So, hmm. What is concerning, though, is we spoke about how Aaron Eric Gordon um, is out. They only played with a ro- rotation of eight players today. Hmm. We had uh, Westbrook put up a tick under 44 minutes, Harden 43 and a half. They're big minutes to log. And if they're going to be doing this for an extended playoff run, these bodies are going to wear out really quickly, yeah. especially playing against bigger players. They're just going to get bullied, um, taking a lot of hits. Mm. So Yeah, Harden just, went down like twice during the game, and it looked pretty scary. Just feel like there's a potential that they could uh, clock up a couple of injuries here or burn themselves out too early. Mm. I think they're looking at their, they're also looking at their position come the playoffs. Um, if they you know, win the majority of these last few games, there's a chance that they could end up uh, you know, around the third or fourth spot, which would leave them coming up against, you know, Utah or OKC. Whereas if they dropped a few games, they could easily be facing um, the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs, which Absolutely. wouldn't be ideal for them. So I reckon they're trying to put it all on the on the you know floor these last few games to finish as high as possible. I agree, mm. fellas. It's been a huge day. Um, how good is it to have it back though? Like we have missed this. It's it, what we've all been waiting for as basketball fans and. Um, as I said the other week, just quickly, a big thank you for you guys sticking with us. Um, us clowns have just been pumping out the podcast mm. last couple of months. There's been some nonsense thrown about, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us. That's good on our end, though, too. Yeah, like, give us a pat on the back. I know, like, we, we're, we're out here grinding, getting more followers during this break, and some other podcasts have just been slacking, so good for us. Yeah, good for us. It's, I agree. Well said, man. It's yes. called quantity over quality, I yeah. think. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll move ahead, fellas. I'm really That's keen. That statement got dismissed really quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, and Nick said, yeah. Yeah. Good one, Ray. Thanks, mate. No, that's okay. No problem. <laughs> no, I want to get ahead. I want to move ahead to our, our friend, our longtime friend, Be Right or Good Night. Do we have any music for this bit or not? No, we'll get some music soon. Here on the week, we'll, we'll bring that back yeah, next week. Um, be Right or Good Night. We have got a lot of new listeners. So, for those of you who have recently joined us, this is a segment we were doing before the um, hiatus. How it works, we each make a prediction uh, of something that will happen during the week. If we get it right, sweet as. If we get it wrong, there is a, a, some form of punishment. Um, so it'll 
all become pretty clear during the week mm. if we get our picks right or wrong. And next week we will uh, be facing the music, fellas. The other thing that I thought I'd mention quickly is with Be Right or Good Night, for those who haven't seen it before, we don't like making Easy very, ones. very straightforward predictions. We like to have a bit of an edge on on our um, predictions. Renegotiations are open, aren't they? So They're say if I put forth a um, my one. pick, Lee and Roe have the potential to kind of renegotiate with me. And renegotiations <laughs> are taken up quite regularly um, in his in the history of this. So I know Lee doesn't like the old renegotiations. You, just, you always try to, and it's just not fair. <laughs> Life's not I fair need to like head. low ball. I need to go under so that I just know you're going to reno go. So you see, I... this is the art of we're also teaching business here, aren't we? Look at that point, Lee's just made. Always low ball someone. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, do you want to take us away? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's okay. a defeated man already. <laughs> Can I just premise this before we start? Kawhi Leonard and um, Paul George are some of the b- biggest names in the league and the best players in the league, and they put up a, a fair amount of points, but they're not notorious for their points. They, they're averaging this season a combined 48 points. Now, my proposal to you guys, or my um, prediction, is that Kawhi and PG-13 over the next three PG-13, games I love that. are going to average a combined 54 points, six more than their average. So over what the next what, uh, three games? Next three I think it's um, Suns, Dallas, and I couldn't do. I can't so, oh no, um, no, it's, it's Pelicans, Pelicans. So how many fifty? Fifty four combined, okay. an average, yeah. An average. Okay, yeah. so they need one hundred and sixty two points. If that's them, yeah, so, yeah. If that's a math. Big shot, quick math. <laughs> um, Nick, you've got your calculator up now. What? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> That's good from you. Um, okay, so here's where I'm at. Now, I don't want to... I, yeah. I feel like now you're lowballing. T- no, here I didn't lowball. You didn't? No, because I originally had 50. And it was, I was a horrible like, time to say you should yeah. lowball. No, here I'll say I originally had 50, but I was like, nah, that that's, can do that's better. That's a strong lowball. Okay, so I don't want to renegotiate, only slightly, because I feel these teams, Dallas especially, they had 150 points dropped on them today, hmm. and all these teams... Against the best scorer in the league, but yeah, go on. Like, I'm not notorious. 50, I'd say 56. So only two more points on average. And Roe? Yeah. Um, not fi- definitely, I'm not doing 56 nonetheless, but... Uh, what like, the- another thing is, this game they just played, they were missing Lou Will and Montrez. They're going to be back, or I know Montrez is. I'm pretty sure Lou will, will be as well, so that's why I've gone for 54. You need to keep that in mind. How about so? Who are the teams they're coming up against again? Pelicans, the highest Suns and the, I've got one. The most I'll go up is is by point five. I've, I've, by point five, I've yeah, got about one. fifty five and call it a day. Leave it at fifty four. Clippers to win two out of three of those no. games. Two out of three of those games coming up against the Pelicans might, and the no, Suns. That's too risky. Oh. Fifty five. I'll do fifty four point five, like I've stated. Call it in the middle. Call it nah. fifty five. No, the middle is fifty four point five. Fifty four. I do point six, and then that's like, my final one. No Let's just lock in fifty four point five. Yeah, whatever. First week back. Yeah, okay. And it's like not an easy feat. Like I said, they're not. No, that's going up six point five from their their average this year. I'm yeah. just nervous because they only dropped a hundred and one points. I feel like they're going to get more than that, and they put up fifty eight together. Mm. But you know those nights where Paul George just has like thirteen. Kawhi he looks might good have, though now. Yeah, maybe or, or vice really versa, look. and then the other one might have twenty one. Like, there's a lot of games that's been like that. So. So 54.5 points to average between yeah. the two of them over the next three games versus yeah. the Pelicans, the Suns, and the Mavs. Yeah. Right. Hope they get 54. Yeah, same. Imagine that. <laughs> Lee would have a fit. <laughs> How funny would that be? Oh, oh dear. All right, Tell Ray, you tell. take us away, mate. So my one is also relating to the Clippers. Mm. And 
I don't want Lee to renegotiate. <laughs> Why uh, would because I? Because I just said then that I wanted a, a little sort of caveat on top of that, which said that the Clippers would win two out of three of the games against Pelicans, Suns, and Mavs, and you said they might not. <laughs> Mine is Clippers to win the next three games against those teams. Uh, no, but they will. But... Okay, no, 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 hold on, because I feel Mavs like is... the Mavs have got to play for something. Yeah. The Pelicans have to play for something. Actually, yeah. I'll... The Suns are kind of uh, kind of maybe going to try... Is the Suns their next game? No, the Pelicans, Suns, and then the Mavs. Okay, the Suns are probably going to have given up by then. <laughs> um, <laughs> give up the guys. But no, I, I think that's fair, because I think they might lose one or two of them. The thing that makes this fair is that Mavs have lost today, and I think they'll be... Needing to get this win, or yeah, that'll be pushing the for it. Every game's must win now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm happy with that. Okay, no yeah. Reno goes cool. Nick. Okay. <laughs> right. So, I want a Reno go. Oh, <laughs> I might. I should lowball it now. Um, a player between tomorrow and Friday, Sunday and Friday here in Australia, to have at least a fifty point game. Someone's gonna have a fifty point game. You're right. That's why I'm Reno going. Are you serious? <laughs> I wasn't going to Reno go, but what's late? What's the yeah, Reno well, well, you just said yourself someone's going to have a 50-point game. Yeah, that's my pick. Someone yeah, down. No. Um, so, mm, 50 points, that's a... Oh, well, you haven't given... Like, who's Trailblazers and stuff playing? Like, I think Dame or Hart. Harden scored 49 today. He mm. did, but he, uh, that was a crazy game where 150 it, points... It's so broad. Like, you know how many games are played over the next... The one, not that many people score 50. And the one thing is, I think the defence will be will tighten up a yeah. heap over the, these next few um Blow out games. the cold webs the first yeah, game. I think so. And... I think we got, I don't think there's going to be a player who has over okay, 50. Okay, just so lock it in then. No, I want you to be happy though, yeah. Lee. Yeah, okay, Are you happy? 53. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, lock it in. Okay. I think I'm as happy with you as you are with mine, so I think it's pretty fair. Okay, <laughs> good stuff. So there we go, guys. Our... We'll just quickly recap our predictions there, or our picks, should I say. Uh, Lee, you've got... I've got um, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George to average 54.5 points over the next three games combined. Brilliant. We got down to the decimal points oh, there, didn't like we? Um, hardball. Oh, I've got the Clippers to win the next three games against the Pelicans, Suns and the Mavs. And I have a player between uh, tomorrow or Sunday and Friday to have a 50-point game. Okay. Um, what we'll do, we'll, we will formulate a plan of attack for our punishment during the week. Um, that'll be something to look forward to and we'll record next Saturday that so that'll be up on our YouTube um, so if you haven't already make sure to subscribe to that what was the last punishment we did I can't even remember oh boy I oh, point it was the mystery drink wasn't yeah, it, it was which you had to down yes because you're bad at basketball I've gone, I tell you what I've been putting in shifts lately have you when yeah, uh, the last couple of days after work I've been hitting the court and putting some oh, really? uh, putting some shots up I'm feeling good my stroke looks better I think this is interesting yeah. news yeah. I was just looking at Nick who do you reckon he looks like as a bar- I know but who does he look like as, as a basketball a yeah. player? Yeah, wait, I need. I forgot. Let Did me. Did you say like a? Uh... Oh yeah, I know. Bellinelli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bellin- he like does a... though, doesn't he? The chin strap. The, the chin strap. <laughs> You've got the same sort of beard, I guess. Hold on, come on. Let's let's just evaluate. <laughs> that's this. your that's your Bellinelli. You're not serious. <laughs> look at this guy. He's, He's taking a... that as an insult. Which I guess you have to. Actually, I tell you what. In one photo there, no, no. You do look like him. No. Bells. No, come so on, man. That. Look at look at them do. <laughs> we'll put a photo up after this. Who's put it? a lookalike photo. No, don't rate that at all. Bellinelli's <laughs> a good player. Ah, oh, shut up. Um, oh, so there we go. Big round of good night returns. Let's end this episode with Entertainment Weekly, fellas. Mm. Uh, this week, I believe you're on the song lead, yep. Ro on the TV show, and myself on the movie. 
Yeah, so I have the song. Um, recently, this uh, musician or artist has passed away, so that's unfortunate. It's no good. And I'm not going to sit here saying I've been a long-time fan because I haven't. I'm just getting into his music. But um, this song is Dior by Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. She like the way I dance. She like the way that I move. She like the way that I rock. She like the way that I woo. She let it cry for a nigga. She let it cry for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. What are our thoughts on this? Wait. Wait. <laughs> then we'll go down. <laughs> um, you know how you say, Lee, when I put on John Barnum, you're like, that's that's like, that's you, that's your... Yeah. This is so it you, because I can see you with... Because you wear some blingage, you like the chain. Yeah. I can see you like, just yeah. rocking out something like mm. this. But like, who was it? Pop, pop, pop Smoke. I think he was from New York. But that, just the voice, it's so distinct. Like who who sounds like that in the in the game? Who does? Tell me a name. Give me a name. I couldn't tell you. No. I couldn't tell you, mate. You've, uh, is this so? This is an old old song, is it? Uh, no, nah, I think it was from like last year. He only passed away recently, but yeah, yeah. And this is. Has he done much else, or is this the only song by him you like? No, he's done a bit more, but like I said, I'm just really getting into him now, so I'll need to listen to more. He's gained a lot of popularity since he's since he's passing, as happens with a lot of musicians, I think. Yeah, um, with a lot of people, isn't it? Like mm. they only kind of fully get their full recognition and appreciation once, uh, once their time has come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Road. You, you know what? Road, I'll go. What do you have? I'll go to the movie. Okay. So this is a movie. It can be found on Netflix. Came out in two thousand and nine. Mm. Starring Denzel Washington and John Travolta. It's called The Taking of Pelham 123. Either of you fellas seen it? Come no. again, what, what's the name? Taking of Pelham. The Taking of Pelham 123. What's Pelham? Uh, Is that a person? No, oh. no, it's a train. Oh, okay, um, it's a locomotive. Yeah, so how I guess the basic plot is uh, four men hijack a subway train um, with hostages. They then demand $10 million um, or they'll start popping the hostages. Mm, um, the train operator, played by Denzel Washington, um, Walter Garber is then kind of in a bit of a cat and mouse with the lead hijacker Ryder, mm-hmm. played by John Travolta, um, and it's kind of just him trying to meet his demands while trying to figure out a way to yeah. kind of save and rescue the civilians. Mm. It's a really like a fascinating movie and kind of a battle of wits. Mm. Um, has a great ending. Um, and it's like and a just, thriller, I'm guessing. It's it, not yeah. like a comedy. Is no, it? no, no, absolutely not. So it is a thriller, and um, they kind of really bounce well off each other, Travolta mm. and Washington. Yeah. Um, now, let me just say, this is probably a movie I watch tonight. This is good from your end. Yeah, I, th- I think this is one you would like. It's um, I like movies that um, plays with your morals and you need to make some ethical decisions. You put yourself in their shoes, yeah. And that's it. And it's, and it's hard as well with actors like Travolta. Mm. Um, they you immerse you so much. But, yeah, exactly. And who you kind of... But you know them already, you know. He's exactly. from Greece. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, so you kind of want to be on his side to a little bit, but then... Yeah, it kind of, as you said, pulls on your moral compass. Mm. Um, but yeah, really bounce well off each other. Well worth checking out, guys. It can be found on Netflix. How long's it go for? Uh, tick over an hour and a half, I think. Oh, yeah, it's not too bad. No, yeah. your normal yeah, standard yeah. movie length. I usually like two-hour movies, but yeah, it's still good. Yeah, I, I got a... Um, so when I was doing my research, 89% fan, um, positive review. Got 53%, I believe, on Rotten Tomatoes, but oh, that's not a true indication. With... Yeah, well, that's pretty... Take that that's, a grain of salt. Yeah, that's a good result on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, Bunch uh, of grumps on there. Yeah. We do like, like, I like Rotten Tomatoes when they give a movie. I like a high score, but when they don't, I'm like, oh, these guys. Yeah, what are they talking about? <laughs> got no credibility whatsoever. No, absolutely. 
Yeah. Right. You um, had the TV show. I had the TV show. Bro Most... claimed we would somehow know this. I feel like I do because I feel like he mentioned it, I'd... but he can't. I told Nick I was watching this recently. Um, I'm starting to get into Gotham. Ah, um, oh, that's the one. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. starting to get into Gotham. It's on Netflix. Um, for those who haven't seen Gotham, it's basically a prequel um, to the Batman... Is it a trilogy? Yeah, the trilogy. trilogy yeah. yeah. Um, I'm only on the first season so far, so I guess my thoughts are only based off that first season. But um, how but, many are there? Uh, there must be there must be a few, maybe five or six. Oh, I'm yeah. not 100 yep. percent sure, to be honest with you. I've got a lot to go though. Um, but basically, um, after billionaires Thomas and Martha Wayne are murdered, a new recruit um, by the name of Jim Gordon um, takes on the case to investigate their murder. Um, alongside another fellow detective named Harvey Bullock, who um, is sort of like the hard-nosed, loose, loose cannon um, type of detective of the two of them. Um, although when the when Jim takes this case on, he doesn't know that um, the murder is in fact related to something much bigger, and soon sort of begins to realise the full extent of the criminal underworld that's happening in in Gotham. Um, and then, th- I guess, through means of investigating. The Thomas and Martha Wayne murder. Um, Jim is introduced to Bruce Wayne, who I guess the prodigal Bat- son. Batman fans will know gr- grows up to become the crepe, uh, Cape Crusader. <laughs> <laughs> Crusader. Yeah, they had breakfast food. Not funny though. It's not funny. Um, but <laughs> it it took me it took me bit of jam and cream on the crepe. It took me a long while to um get around to this series. Um, I meant to watch it when it was first airing on TV all those years ago, but I've only just recently got around to it. But definitely happy um that I've finally got around to it, and it just seems like a um a show which will keep providing more and more twists and more alternate, I guess, storylines and plots as as the show goes on. Has it introduced you to any of the villain villains yet? Villains. <laughs> No, he not. sounded the word. He smelled it in his head. Um, like they like given any backstory on them, like the Joker or the Riddler or uh, anything like that. A little bit on the Riddler at the moment, even though I don't think he. Well, he hasn't become the Riddler yet. Yeah. but you know who it is. Yeah. Um, is and that, then yeah. Penguin? Penguin oh, okay. as well. He's a he's a main character. Oh, in so the first it ties in with that. One. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Is yep. there actually, like, I don't know if I've never seen it, but is there any Batman in it or not? Like, there's little to none, isn't Well, there? it's a prequel, so it sort of fits before, before he actually... Which would be refreshing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so you sort of get the lead up to the whole Batman um, series. But, yeah, definitely definitely worth a watch. Sort of about 45 minutes or thereabouts each episode. Um, Dark Knight's still probably one of my favourite movies. That, yeah. that whole trilogy, I think. Incredible. Just... Christopher Nolan did a hell of a job on that, and Christian mm. Bale um, was phenomenal. Yeah, and... You the know. villains in those um, in those movies were some of the best villains I've watched in movie history. You think of Heath Ledger playing the Joker. He Tom Hardy. Hardy. There was many people. Who was the other that? one, by the way? Not as harsh. Uh, Ra's Ghul. Yeah. As what? Or was that? Ghul. Who? I've never, I haven't seen Oh, the Scarecrow one. as well. Yeah, Scarecrow was, was in I've seen Scarecrow. I haven't seen Ra's Ghul. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. I'd know him if I saw him. Down the street. No, but pick, let me just... Pick him out of the crowd. He played by Liam Neeson. Oh. Old one? First one? The f- in Batman Begins. Yeah, the first one. Um, but yeah, I guess, sorry, just on that joke point, like for we've had since um, Joaquin Phoenix, Jared mm. Leto, um, there was also Jack Nicholson beforehand, mm. but that'll probably always be remembered as Heath Ledger's role, won't it? Yeah. Um, really phenomenal job, and yeah, as you said, an incredible incredible trilogy. It is. Have you got him up there? You know yeah, who I'm talking about? Yeah, but it doesn't even ring a bell whatsoever. 
He's in Batman. He's kind of in the shadows, like. So he's um, not a true. As yeah. Bruce Wayne learns his craft, he learns it from him. Yeah. Okay, I'll um, need to. I need to refresh revisit. And yeah. Absolutely, do the whole trilogy. Treat yeah. yourself. Yeah. Tom Hardy's incredible as oh. Bane as well. He's, yeah. Oh, he's turned himself into a freak. Jeez, he got jacked for that movie, didn't he? And he was huge. Yeah. Huge. Big boy. Big boy indeed. Yeah. Rightio. Recapping that there, guys. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. Lee, you had the song. Dior by Pop Smoke. I had the movie, The Taking of Pelham 123. And I had the TV show, Gotham. Wow, fellas. A huge episode, a huge week. And there's going to be plenty more huge weeks to come as we now full, we'll get into the full swing of ball being mm. back. Mm. Can you just clarify? So what the go next week isn't um, game recap, is it? Or is it, I don't know. Have we discussed that? No, no. We'll have something in store for next week. We'll yeah. um, you know, recap some of the in notable and results and yeah. little things. But we'll also we'll bring you guys something new. We'll uh, keep things fresh and funky. Yeah. Um, but it's... Always, guys, especially this week now, Ball is back. Make sure to stay up with our socials, Facebook and Instagram, most notably. Mm. Um, there's heaps going on on those platforms. You can find us on Facebook, The Daily Dribble, Instagram, The Daily Dribble 23. Very um, active on those, too. Very active. Instagram. Go give us a follow, mm. um, give us a share. And with the podcast, guys, we would appreciate you telling a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Mm. Get the name out there. Uh, big things happening. Fellas, who's came for this week? We'll have a much better idea of how things are going to look mm. this time next week, won't we, in the standings rates? These last two days have just given us so much excitement. Little look, teaser kind of, yeah, aren't they? to look forward to. Can I just say, like, before Bowl ended, I definitely took it for granted because you mm. get so much basketball content, there's so many games, and then when it was over, I was like, I, I miss it so much. And But now we're back. Well, yesterday we had the two games, but even today I've kind of forgotten... Like with the games we had on, we're recording this just after the Houston and Dallas matches finished. Mm. Um, but how much content there is to take in, and mm. how much is going on? It's um, it's difficult to keep up, but we love it. We <laughs> try our best to um keep you informed with everything that's going on. Absolutely. Oh, just quickly, one more note before we go. Not another odds and ends. I like know it that. is. It was oh, one I had in there, but I forgot. I've done it again. Let's Sorry, circle mate. back. He says it's such a bad way to end. <laughs> it is such a bad way to end, but it's kind of just an interesting uh, matter we had in the the game. No one really cared about. Uh-huh. Um, the Magic and Nets game. Mm. Jonathan Isaac. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw this. Um, became the first player to... He, he didn't wear the Black Lives t-shirt, or and he didn't mm. kneel. Mm. Um, he's come out since, just recently, with a, well, why he did this. He yeah. said, kneeling and wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt don't go hand-in-hand mm. with supporting Black Lives. Mm. So, yeah, he became the first player um, mm. to do this. From what I've heard from sources, all of his teammates were on board with him. Mm. Um, you know, that's his opinion. Yeah, that's his decision. And so, yeah, there's that. One more quick odds and ends. Oh, another one. We're back at odds and ends. Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand have committed $2.5 million to three organisations in efforts to combat black voter suppression. Good one from them, yeah. Um, well another one. That's why you've got to listen to the whole episode. You never know what you're going to, uh, what little bonus pieces yeah. of news you'll get, hey? Yes, These right. are the deleted scenes. Yeah, are you happy with that, Lee? Yeah. yeah. What are we at? One, one, two. Let's wrap it up. Let's do it, fellas. Uh, great stuff. Looking forward to next week being back. Yeah, definitely. Tune in next week, guys. This is... Be right off. Yeah, be right off. Punishment next week. Yeah, um, I'll see you next week. Later, guys. Won't be participating in be right off. Shout out to Daily Chip. You gonna have to go ahead and see what they know. That was out of time. It ain't no homicidy notes. We gonna make it drop, drop, drop. Time.